Hi, welcome to another episode of Flipping Orbs. Uh, this is episode four. My name is Gordon Anderson, and with me today I have Grant Castleton. Welcome, Grant. Hello, Gordon. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. And you? Good. Good. And those names... Those names you should already know about, Gordon and Grant. We've done this a couple of episodes now. But today we also have a guest host with us um, from the Wak Wak crew here in Stockholm, Sweden. We have Seb Celia. Welcome, Seb. Hello. Hello. Um, as the listeners have no idea who you are, or at least many of the listeners, maybe we should mm -hmm. start with a small introduction. Yeah. Uh, you want I'm, some questions, so can you just tell us about yourself? <laughs> it's, it's like with uh, when you have a, a job interview or something. Yeah, just tell uh, us about yourself. Well, um, I've been playing Magic since like 93, 94, when As Magic was intended. And I stopped playing a while, and I've been playing now again. I don't know. I think I somewhat got you into the format yeah a little bit part of the crew at least that picked it up like a couple of years ago uh, and i've yeah. been to a couple of new cons i top baited some of them uh yeah because you've been playing 9394 a little bit longer than me and um, it's from that like the original crew here in stockholm uh, which uh, yeah. I was introduced to the format by you, uh, Statine, uh, Mickey Magnusson, and those Yeah, I, when I started, uh, Martin Berlin played sometimes, but yeah, those were, the, that was, uh, and there are other people coming and going, but it, it, it has, has always been largest in uh, Gothenburg, yeah. uh, here in Sweden, I think. So we were, yeah, a small crew, we play vintage and other stuff but like in a couple of last i don't know maybe three four years uh, the the scene has exploded and i think we must be more than like 30 people here now yeah around that um, i have a list of semi-active players we we have somewhere in between uh, depending on which time of year uh, 25 to 35 active players including Uppsala. Yeah. So <laughs> when I started, we were like three or four people playing <laughs> and everybody played the deck and everybody played like Amnesia and like, yeah. Yeah, Stockholm was yeah. the deck meta I've heard stories about. And you were yeah. one of those guys. I started playing right after Monodrain got restricted, I think. So uh, I didn't, I, w I weren't able to play when, when you could play for Monodrain as well. I don't, I don't know even when that was, but that must have been the most fun with the deck. No, I don't really remember. Uh, I think it's um, 2013, so four years ago. Yeah. I think um, I, Statin just had, he had just bought his four English uh, Legends uh, monodrains when they uh, restricted it. <laughs> so, so I got to buy one from him. So. <laughs> It's good for me anyway. Yeah, and I bought his uh, Italians because I played more vintage than than uh, old school. Good so one. I, I still have like 
I don't know, maybe one English and two, three Italian, which is cringe-worthy. But but you really I'll, have I'll one. Take the, I'll take the Italians off your hand if you just want to get rid of them, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you play the Italian in, um, in the States. Yeah, that's how I afford nice black border Urnum gins and uh, things like that, just because they're much cheaper. And they still look good, but... Yeah, they yeah, do. we we foreign black border, uh, we do allow. Nice. Is it something else you would like to say about yourself, Seb? Maybe a favorite deck that isn't the deck, even if we are going to talk a little bit more about the deck later on. What would you say is the number two deck? Uh, I like mid-range decks. Uh, I tend to like when everything just has settled and dip, and you both are top decking. So maybe I don't know. Uh, Dead guy maybe. Yeah, something like that. I I don't have any favorite <laughs> decks. I just keep on going back to the deck. <laughs> <laughs> you like consistent decks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, let's go into the classic segment which we usually do, and that's uh, what have we been playing lately, if we have been playing something. Grant, have you been playing uh, last month, or have you been doing something else, maybe? Um, well, I haven't played too much in the last month, but uh, I've been playing... I have had White Weenie put together, so I've been kind of playing that, and then um, that's just, about just it. White, no splashes or anything. No, just white, just classic white weenie. Um, yeah, I don't. I I could probably splash maybe green if I wanted, just because I've got the savannas. But usually, if I'm playing something green white, it's going to be Armageddon or Ernamgeddon rather. But the last couple times I've played, which hasn't been too much, just because I've been very busy, has just been uh, the standard uh, white weenie list. But I'll, I'll I play with like a chaos orb and. In a, I played with a library in and out of the deck once in a while, just for a little bit difference. But um, yeah, just been just been jamming white weenie a little bit as of late. Is that still good in the states? Or has the yeah, meta changed? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's the it's still good. It's but it's it, what makes it like that. What makes it that is the consistency. Um, it. I think it's just constantly every time I play it it's 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 um I could uh, it's um well, what's the word I'm looking for it's com very competitive uh so and I don't think it's anything's really changed in our meta too much to where um the, that deck has 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 lost favor but um I you're, you're playing with land tax and uh, like do you have to sit in a bottle or so, well I mean there's so there's no main deck cities. Uh, those are there's, I don't have them. But when I borrow, I usually play three cities in the in the in the board. But oh god, um, <laughs> because I, I think well, that's one the one way that makes the deck really good. Because yeah, it's consistent with, with the mana. Well, you'd <laughs> be surprised because the last time I we we had our beef bash here, um, I played Geddon and had three hurricanes in the board because I was afraid of. Saren Dibs and, uh, and and like just a bunch of big flying creatures, and I didn't see a single one. And there really wasn't that many Arabian Nights cards, oh. uh, surprisingly. And, and I think I think it was just because of the big the big creatures. There's really not too much, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, the City in a Bottle is probably one of the best cards in the format, I think, just because it does yeah. bury a yeah. lot of really powerful yeah, here in Here in Stockholm, I, I mean, <laughs> there, there ain't a deck that doesn't play with, the, yeah. uh, like, the big... Arabian creatures. Yeah. Yeah, we have a dec- we have a decent amount of control in like prison players. I feel like a couple people will do it, and I don't feel I wouldn't want to main deck it. I it's a it's definitely you a must sideboard card, um, but I don't ever main deck it. But uh, yeah, I, I like I like to main deck it if I play a transmute artifact deck. Then yeah, it's, uh, then it's worth to have one. Uh, oh yeah, well that yeah that's like almost like. Yeah, having a one of just because you can essentially tutor up for it whenever at any given moment when you'd like it is 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 nice. Yeah, it would be have. It's a bigger problem if you have to have two, three, four of them just to draw them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, sit with them on your hand. But I actually yeah. think we're going to see more of them uh, here in Stockholm uh, the coming months. Uh, more mono red decks with blood moons and cities. Now when uh, you can. Uh, play a a tog and vice because vice becomes better uh, with a tog and mono red, and then you can play that one, and that one becomes better with a tog. And it seems m- many people are brewing on a tog decks right now. Yeah, I mean, and uh, even in the deck, people have been playing it. In, uh, probably cyborg because they need the city. Yeah, uh, the city. So, but Mikitai plays at least one, I think, and. <sighs> I don't know if what's the downside upside of not being able to play your cities, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that's like even when I play Geddon, I don't. I probably might play one just in case, but usually, when it shuts off my Urnums and my cities, yeah, I that's don't. a little too much, maybe. It, yeah, then I'm just like, well, maybe, but usually, I, if I'm not, if I'm having to play that card, I shouldn't be winning anyway, so. <laughs> Oh, it's a good, uh, it's a good card, uh, as said. But yeah. that's what you've been playing, Seb. Uh, have you been playing as a late? Yeah, I've been trying to make a deck with Black White since it got unrestricted, and uh, Martin Berlin helped me to put some. I want, I wanted it to be like semi-aggro, but like with the transmutative sideboard. Uh, so I've been playing some. It's not blue-white skies, uh, but that's maybe what it's similar to. It's a blue-red-white deck, more of a... It has seven lions and flying mans and... There's a lot uh, of one-drops and lightning bolts. Yeah. Uh, and coming to the black as I started out with four, but Martin <laughs> uh, helped me. Uh, he thought... Then I didn't have any brain gazer or... Uh, and I had one less land. But he thought oh. I should have two of them in the sideboard, and that's a, that's an interesting call. Yeah, I've, I've been brewing a little bit with the black white and restriction here in the, in the Swedish rules as well, and uh, I've decided to play either two two or one three uh, with uh, two or three in the sideboard, and just bring yeah. them in. Uh, on yeah. the play. You, re- you really just want one, <laughs> yeah. but you need it in play, so... <laughs> and you want it in your starting hand, so it's really, it's a weird card in that way, because you... May- it, okay, two could be really good, but you have to get them out. Really it's also two. so, so much better on the play, so I think uh, it's a side yeah, card. Yeah, that too. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to sideboard out my uh, black biases when I'm uh, on the draw. Yeah. Uh, but it was. But I only played like one big uh, tournament with it. Uh, Santa, Santa has a blog and he put out my tournament report. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe you can uh, give us the address. It's uh, end of turn draw a card uh, dot wordpress dot com. <laughs> so he's a, he's a strong the deck player, and I think that's what <laughs> what the address is hinting to. But yeah, it's a it's uh, a classic it's a classic uh, sentence to say when you're playing a control deck. Yeah, I'll try to put it in the show notes. Uh, end of turn draw a card dot wordpress dot com. Where was it? Uh, Tumblr blog. Yeah, yeah, or, exactly. yeah. No, it worked. Uh, but um, yeah, I played. Then I played against uh, one the deck, uh, and it felt really good to have them then because that's where they shine. Then you probably need four as well. So I would say. I like that twice, uh, and the unrestriction of it. Uh, it did it. Usually, when you play against the deck, that when they start like. Well, you have more reach with it, and and their card drawing, they have to like uh, tap out in their main phase usually. Uh, it's not as much end of turn draw card uh, when you have your black white on them. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really see how good that would be, but I'll uh, take your word for it. Um, but it, but it was if you're playing aggressive. Uh, I think it's probably a good, but but the problem is most aggressive decks don't have any other target for the disenchants and whatnot. So no, that's exactly. one argument for black whites being worse. But everybody's playing mistress, so I don't know. And also, you can keep your hand at four uh, quite easily in the deck if you want. Yeah, to. but but they have to keep it at four. So yeah, of course. It's some cards um, like and and I play. Well, it depends on what deck you're playing. Yeah, I don't think you can put in four black whites in in any deck and make it good against uh, the deck. No, but uh, Grant, uh, in the states, black whites has been unrestricted for quite some time, hasn't it? Yeah, and I and no one really plays it. No, <laughs> that's um, what what I was coming to. And. Yeah, I don't think it's because the card is terrible. I just don't. It's just not. I, I'm not really 100% sure. Maybe it, people don't think it's that good because I, I think it's a fine card. It It's not the type of. It doesn't go in the types of decks that I would probably play or really enjoy playing. So that's kind of one reason why I've not played it. Um, Do you, you but, think it's more that people aren't brewing that much with it? or Probably. I mean, but like. And that's not to say we don't brew because people will brew with even more fringy cards than than, <laughs> than a black vice, which I think is like it's either we play kind of what we like or we go brew super far fringe to a point where it's like it's terrible um, or not very good. I wouldn't say terrible, but, <clears throat> but what, what's the what's the meta like? Well, what do you usually are the guys always playing the same deck or is it more that you're talking about like? Brewing and different decks each turn, each time you meet. So, Chicago is pretty. Um, we have people that will bring new decks or different decks, you know, every time we get together or every tournament we'll play something different. Um, uh, then, but then there's also those who people will play their, 
you know their mainstay decks at tournaments or whatever but the the diversity of decks in chicago is very nice just because i think when me and dom were talking last week i think we really we only have like whenever we have big tournaments like 20 player tournaments there's maybe one or two people playing the deck and then everything else is different um whether it be a couple white weenie decks some uh zoo decks some uh some like a bant decks or whatever um so it's usually a little bit uh, it's a good melting pot of different of different decks <clears throat> but yeah like, i think that that's how i have felt that it's been like the last two years but when you go back like four years or three years i don't know then everything was like how do you beat the deck so it's just like the deck and then it was blue red and but now if you put it's like when you, what you say if you if you have in mind the deck when you build your sideboard the deck and you're probably not going to meet it anyway so i think it's a good <laughs> meta right now yeah and yeah and most places like, i've played and most like tournaments tournament reports i've read uh, there's a, a much wider field of decks in almost every country uh, today than it was only two years ago i would say yeah um it like with with black vice as well there's really there's some people will play it but they don't i don't think they really ever play four they don't make they might not well, what do you think is the best deck for black vice going over one or even one <clears throat> i don't know because it's it could be it's one of those cards that like you do want to play it right away and then try to keep your opponent like off of playing anything or like land destruction i would probably say it might fit really good into um like a black green land destruction or even like black red with like stone rains and stuff and like burn um but like it's one of those things where i think that was what magnus said when he unrestricted it was like it can either be very very powerful right off the bat or it kind of just sits there and doesn't really do much um so uh, i i would say maybe something like that but like i said i'm not very sure just because i don't really play it um but i mean maybe because even the people that yeah that do play it here it, it seems like whenever i play against people that play black vice i i am not caring that they're they're casting it and that's either a because i have a disenchant or b i just it's not going to affect me even without a disenchant even if it's just sitting there um but yeah, yeah sometimes I, it's just doesn't do anything especially yeah, yeah. when you draw a couple of turns in and in this format, yeah. drawing dead cards is so horrible because you only draw one yeah. a turn and no filtering. Exactly. Um, in that's this probably... format, you only draw one a turn. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, and that's, yeah, but, that's but what... there's a lot less ways uh, of drawing cards than most other formats and filtering yeah, cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So oh, yeah. You, you mo most often just play off the top of your deck uh, with no, no ponders and brainstorms and uh, things like that yeah. i think it, it does it's not uh, just good against uh, the deck that plays like the books and things i think it's also kind of funny to play when someone has the library start library books yeah the <laughs> then you have the, that that also so it's Sometimes a really, really good card, but it's weird to like put it where exactly should you put it. I actually yeah. had some problems against uh, Black Wise, uh, I think last week uh, when we were just a couple of people playing an evening. And uh, I played, um, 
a deck which I'm going to talk a little more, more about later on. And in my sideboard I have three ivory towers uh, when I meet decks that... Uh, mostly Otherworld Dream decks, but other uh, really aggressive red decks as well. And uh, I played against the Underworld Dream deck and yes, yeah, I have two ivory towers out, so yeah, I can take one damage from that one. I'll get four more life and things like that. And then he started to play Black Vices. I'm like, okay, because it really destroys the ivory towers effect. It's the plan. Yep, your uh, plan. My plan completely. I had so much trouble against that mm. one, but that deck is a little bit special as well. Yeah, I, I played the, the one of the tournaments we put together. <laughs> I played Parfait when just yeah. uh, Black Whites had just become unrestricted. So the Howling <laughs> Minds and I don't know what. And every, I think I met like out of four or five people I played, I think only one of them didn't play poor Black Whites. <laughs> uh, yeah, but and I right tried tournament. to make a Parfait deck with uh, like having their own Black Whites, but Martin just uh, Martin Berlin just laughed at me when yeah. I tried to present it to him. So <laughs> for those listening, he kind of burst my bubble. <laughs> for those listening, we always go to Martin Berlin when we have trouble with the deck. He's the I, I would say the best deck builder in the, the city, maybe in Sweden. Yeah, and so. yeah, his. He's true to his uh, to what's good and not, but yeah. it has his. Uh, he, for example, he don't like balance, and there are cards that uh, I, I like. That yeah. He yeah, has there are some. You can argue with a couple of his choices, uh, absolutely. But it always goes from what is the absolute best of something, and that's always good to hear, even if you want to brew something with cards you like to get. No, but this is better. Then you at least know it, and you just no shut up. I'm going to play this as anyway. And I think but, that's fine. I think so as well. Yeah. But uh, guys, how about going into the like main topic, which isn't really a main topic uh, today? We're going to do a little. This episode is going to be a little more loose uh, than um, the other, without having a strict but topic. You, We're just going to you, talk you about a couple to go of decks. Through... Like three decks, basically, yeah. three different types of decks. Exactly. It? Just doing uh, some uh, deck techs, uh, talking about one deck, as we did with White Weenie uh, here in the beginning, and things like that. And um, I've um, let you all decide one deck, um, and uh, we're going to start with Grant's absolute favorite deck. Your pet deck, so to speak. Earn yeah. get um, Yeah. And, uh, Seb, the list that you're looking at has, like, a one Suchi in it, which should be a third of Void Fate. I think I was playing that. I love of... a Void Fate. That was, that's one oh, of my favorite yeah. parts. Yeah. Uh, it, I, love it all... I love everything about it. But it gets people so many times. Oh, it's such a... Yeah. It's such a it, the best part is, is when they try to disenchant my Sylvan library, and I just, just shut them down. <laughs> Yeah, I, I. Yeah, you can keep your own. You can keep your. It's. It's. Uh, what. What. What does it say? It's any it permanent. Or? Any permanent uh, that is uh, being targeted by an instant or enchantment. So you count to target yeah. instant or enchantment spell targeting one of your permanents. 
Yeah. So it kind of gets hexproof for uh, not not even that what's called shroud. Yeah, but just for but it, yeah, it's it's a strange counterspell in green. It's a regeneration shield or something. Yeah, it, it doesn't really green. stop. Yeah, it doesn't stop like chain lightnings or uh, fireballs, uh, which is sometimes can can suck. But at the same time, because the fire like a big fireball will take out an urnum, but you and you really can't do too much about it just because it's only instant. Uh, yeah. Or well, interrupt, uh, but it does stop control magic as well. Exactly. So if someone tries to play control magic, I can avoid fate whatever they're trying to control magic, and it gets them too. You can also and you're uh, having, spirit you're, links. You're, you're having three in main. Yeah, I usually play with three. Um, yeah, well, that's let's, just because. Let's we, just so, uh, do the list uh, quickly uh, as we are talking about the list. We all. Three can see. I can uh, see the next go over there. What anyway? Yeah, do that. And um, for those uh, who are listening, we are now looking at uh, Grant's uh, Earn Amgeddon list, uh, which is four uh, Birds of Paradise, four Land War Elves, uh, old uh, two Sarah Angel, four Ernam Jinns, one Preacher. I think that's a good one. Uh, three Savannah Lions, and then we have the one Sushi, which now is an Avoid Fate, if I understood correctly. Yeah, yeah. And then there's two more Avoid Fates, so three main deck. Three uh, Armageddon, four Swords to Plenishers, four Disenchants, two Sylvan Libraries, and then like the classic stuff, a Regrowth, a Chaos Orb, Solaring Lotus, to Moxen, the on-color Moxen, and a bunch of lands, which includes four strip mines and four Mishra's factories. Uh, so this is what, US what, roots. What does it, what's the signs on the, you have like four strip mines, and one of them are like signed. Oh, that's our. One. That's like a prize strip mine that I won at a tournament uh, last year. Is that, is the same with the regrowth you have? Yep, yeah, yeah, so we do it a little bit differently here than you guys. We will have everybody that comes to a tournament will bring and donate one card, and then we all sign the cards, and then basically we pick from first, second, third, and so forth, and then everyone will get a That's card nice. from that data. So you do like uh, when you do a draft, a pick draft? Essentially, yeah. So first We're, player will pick the first card that was in the pool that was given, and we go from there. So I like that. That's, yeah, me too. And uh, you maybe I'm have... that into destroying that many cards with signs, but I like the <laughs> idea. Yeah, I mean, usually they're nothing special. There's a there's been a couple cool beta cards, but they've been really beat. But normally they're nothing. There's nothing that expensive. So okay, nice. What what's the priest called? The the guy in the preacher upright corner. Oh, yeah. pre uh, preacher. Yeah. So I will main deck him most of the time this was like i said this was for a specific tournament that was pretty it was called the beef bash so it was encouraged to play a lot of creatures so i decided to main deck him uh in this de in this deck just because of the the amount of creatures i would probably see that day but usually it's still a fine card to keep um it, at least in the board but i i it's one of my more favorite cards so it sounds like you have really nice like thoughts around tournaments like how you what's the prices and like what, what's the how to get around <clears throat> what's the topic for the tournament well yeah what, i mean what we 
we don't normally do that as often, but we just wanted to. We'll sometimes have like fun tournaments like that, um, which is kind of why I played a Caracas main deck as well, just because mm. some people will play like especially in like an Eureka deck or a Legend Bounce deck. They're gonna be they're gonna be main decking some of the like the, the Elder Dragons or some of the other bigger legends, and I figured well, you know, I might as well play this because I had someone play uh, a legend against me and then I just ripped a Krakus off the top and was able to bounce it right back to their hand <laughs> and basically that one land shut down their deck until they were able to find a strip mine so uh, how how, um, how did you how do you like see what, through what people are playing like if it's creature based decks do you have like a judge or do you it's just well, like a lot of the people that that play at our like monthly or bi-monthly tournaments I've played against for the past year, so I kind of get a I kind of already know what they're gonna kind of play. Um, so I already kind of like can read who I'm gonna be playing. Like, so I that. But, really... but, but I, I, not what people are playing, but like the rules say... for the beach bath. Yeah, uh, you said how... that was like beach bath. Oh. but you had to have creatures in your deck, and how was that like? How do you use? So, it basically we just we 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 had pro, we had a special prize for whoever had the most power in their deck main deck, um, which I think was 112 power total. Um, How the hell do you get to 112? Yeah. The creature <laughs> he, power he, in a deck. Well, I actually lost to his deck. He was playing four four juggernauts, four Urnum Jins, four fire elementals, and four Jaskilians. And I think maybe one or two other creatures. What, what's the power? Uh, power like how? Power, I don't. I don't get, really get understand. Like you what's add that? all the creatures' oh, power. So together. you add all ah, the all the, okay, the attack okay. power together. Attack and, power. Okay. Yes. 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 I, 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 yeah. I would think it like it. <laughs> yeah. There's only <laughs> nine power cards. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like some people were playing like the the Colossus, the nine nine that doesn't untap, and like. Um, I just thought it was kind of crazy how what people were playing, and then like Danny, who you've probably met because he's been yeah. over to stock play. He was playing Animate Dead, Control Magic, like blue blue black control deck that would like basically try to kill your creatures that you're playing and then resurrect them for him, which is pretty fun. So that's <laughs> like every, everyone deck. else is going to play big creature. He is. Yeah, I'm going to use yeah. them. And I figured, yeah, I didn't really have much to like in the words of like big fat creatures to play, but I was like, well, this deck still plays some. Some some guys and I've played it before and I was like oh, I'll I'll play a preacher and a Caracas and I still think Sylvan Library is one of the best cards in the format so I was like I'm gonna play some of that too so that's why I added the Suchi just because a little so. four, four more power but uh, oh, oh, Sylvan Library one of the best cards in the format can you yeah. elaborate elaborate <laughs> well well just what you guys are talking about. A couple minutes ago about not like being able to cycle through the deck or like look at the top cards I think like with this or even like with Bizarre Baghdad plus Sylvan you're able to basically just junk lands at like mid game while you would that you don't want but like even in this deck if I'm able to play a Sylvan library and then still be like on par with my opponent in regards to lands and creatures and then Geddon and still just have a Sylvan library I'm then going to be very far ahead because of that card and yeah, maybe only... with uh, Armageddon. Uh, yeah, I could get into that. Uh, exactly. Like... With Armageddon, it's a little bit better because you have a better yeah. chance of. Uh, because lands are valuable. Yeah. 
But and maybe yes. also in the States better when you can play for strip mines. Maybe that adds some. Probably. Probably. I just really like it. It just won me. That specific card has just gotten me so far ahead and won me games by itself that I think it's just very, very good. With Disenchant being almost in every deck if they're playing white, makes it a little less good. But yeah. You don't have that many targets. That might be a problem, yeah. <coughs> you have the, your Mistress and you have your, like, your Chaos Orb, and, and so that list. might be yeah. a problem. Yeah, and that, that's why I usually play three of Void Fate, is so I don't have to worry about that But in the regrowth. But. but otherwise, you just see two new cards the first time if you don't pay life. And, uh... Yeah, essentially. And like it's usually, I don't know, it's just I really, really like it. It's just one of my more favorite cards to play. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's uh, one that, of the that's cards. One, that's another card that <laughs> <laughs> Berlin really hates. Yeah. But I played like last Noobcon, I think. I played against, uh, he's called uh, Farsan, who's like Daddy is his nickname. I don't know, I don't know how to translate it for Swedish, but uh, he he has, it's Arabian Agro. Some kind, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Gordon? Yep. Um... What Fashion plays or what Martin plays? Yeah, what, what I'm talking about. Uh, he, he play, I know that he played like maybe at least three similar libraries after Sideboard. I don't know when he put them in or what he had in main, but like that was last yeah. Nucon and he got, I think he went undefeated in the Swiss. Yeah, yeah uh, he did. And he said that it, it was, uh, yeah, basically an ancestral when he met like the deck. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. it's super good against the control decks uh, which aren't uh, pressuring your life because then it's just another ancestral recall uh, almost. Uh, no, there, there aren't that many shuffle effects. And uh, Grant, you don't play any, you don't play like Wheel of Fortune or Time Twister either. But basically, I just don't saying, own any of it. So yeah, but basically, why. you're saying that lands or. If I'm, I can read into it, like with Armageddon and whatnot, you can yeah. like benefit from them really much. You can float yeah. lands on top with the Sylvan and then Armageddon. And then you yeah. just go I mean, land, land, land. Yeah, and the big thing is is <clears throat> just being able to see what's on top and be able to read what, what's going to be coming. Because if I'm able, I mean, like it's only three cards, but if I'm able to. I'm more like planning warp, ahead. Essentially, yeah. With with this format, as you guys say, without any other way to like really kind of stack the top of your deck or put see what's coming next, um, that's it, why I think it's good. Just because it's it puts it, it makes me be able to play a turn two ahead if if on my on my end if I'm able to to think about that and play yeah, correctly. That, that's a really good so. point, actually. I haven't actually I never thought about it that way that it helps you play one turn like earlier do better choices yeah I'm i mean more... granted, you don't you, you don't really know what your opponent's going to be doing but you can at least try to think about well if i'm doing this and this is going to be coming next i'm able to do that like this kind of makes you help helps you play a little bit ahead which can then hopefully try to win you the game so yeah. uh, and but you're not you don't own any demonic tutors or you just don't want to play them because it's a back so, <laughs> well you know it's actually funny that you mentioned that because the first iteration of this deck I did splash black. I splash black for a tutor and a mind twist, but I just, after playing it that way for like a month or two, I just decided to simplify and just play two colors, just because I was having a little trouble with um, with mana and 
it wasn't as consistent as two colors might be just because if I have that black and I don't have any way to cast it. Granted, I was playing four birds and four city of brasses, but I just... Yeah, you, you're, you're playing four. That's what, what I was... Yeah, you have about. many ways of uh, splashing almost everything you want. Yeah, yeah you I, could I don't splash know. like a wheel or like... Well, but but you didn't... You, the, ma the mana didn't work or... I wouldn't say it didn't work. It just maybe wasn't as consistent, but I. And maybe you don't want to. What what cards do you want to? If I would take out anything, maybe it would be one uh, Armageddon. But that seems like your no. one of your favorite cards. <laughs> well, I mean, no. yeah, three three is the correct number. Is it? See, I think you could maybe play two. If you have a tutor. I think you could probably take out one swords. And probably put a tutor in there and only play three swords and four disenchants just because I think disenchants much much better than the sword in any in, in like a blind play but I think you yes. could probably take out that or even take out maybe one avoid fate and play two avoid fates in a tutor yeah, I, I would um, remove an avoid fate actually yeah. I may remove two avoid fates only play one as uh, the sneaky little card and play a fourth savannah lion as well. Yeah, you, yeah, I would play another uh, Savannah Lion as well. But yeah, they can be so good, like L to Savannah Lions, Armageddon. Yeah, I play those just to speed the deck up. Some some Geddon decks don't play Savannah Lions. I like to play them just because it makes my draws and my, the games maybe a little bit quicker, and I can get them some quick damage before I Geddon and hopefully try to race. But I, I and I just really like Savannah Lions. So. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I would say most Ernam Geddon decks uh, doesn't play uh, the Savannah Lions. Uh, so I, I like that inclusion quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. What, um, get, like, like, what, it, what, what have you cut out? Like, have you thought about Pixies or like Whirling Dervish or what's so the I, cards you've been, you, you have to. So I've actually played this with, um, with Pixies before. Just because of the pro artifact, and with everyone playing so much shops, pretty much everyone here plays at least two uh, factories. Rather, sorry, not shops. Um, so I think that <laughs> like everyone that, has shops. Like what? Yeah, the hell? everybody. We're just throwing them around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. So like, I think pixies are probably the the next best best card that I would probably want to play with if I were to choose. Um, yeah, I just more. I I'm normally also looking... just play what I want to play, so I, I, because I don't really ever do that well. I maybe place middle of the tournament every time, with like a mediocre record, but and I could probably maybe play some better cards. But I'm usually just on the point of like, I'd rather go hang out, have some beers, and play what I want to, what I'd like to play. So, yeah, I like that style. Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, a good plan. But I was thinking, you you have eight one drops uh, with the four line of elves and four. Uh, Birds of Paradise. So maybe the, actually you could three. upgrade. Uh, no, yeah, but, uh, and the Savannah Lions. Yeah, but um, yeah. that was my point. Upgrading the Savannah Lions to Pixis. Uh, yeah, the difference between one and two mana is probably not that significant. Yeah. In a um, deck where, where you don't have any three drops, but you have other two drops uh, or one drops. Yeah, uh, um, so I mean, I could probably, level. if I wanted to, could probably play four birds and two Lanor Elves and replace the two Lanor Elves with maybe Pixies. Um, I don't think that would probably hurt it as much, just because having eight creature mana sources is quite a bit. But um, I would probably cut uh, 
two birds instead of two land war elves, as the land war elves can hit after an Armageddon. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think as, it just as you've, gone, what, uh, you've gone down you're... to two colors only, so I, I think yeah. uh, it could work anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's why I play the Savannah Lions, just because the two power for one is a little bit better than this than the one for one power, but um, yeah. Yeah, and, and if he, if he plays it like turn two, he can play his Avoid Fate as oh, well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, I, the Void Fates have saved many Sylvan libraries more so than, like, an Angel or an Urnum Jin. But sometimes when I can play, like, a turn three Urnum with one open still and someone tries the swords that I can still be able to save it and get some damage in the next turn. Oh, like yeah. Well, it's also uh, good uh, when you are Armageddon. How do you feel about, like, uh, the... Well, the blue variants of the... Uh, uh, so that's what Gordon actually put on here before we put this one on, just because I've never played the blue version, and I'm sure the blue version is probably very good just because of the blue power. Um, I, I mean, that, that color improves almost any deck. So um, blue is good. Yes. <laughs> yes, this, the island is one it. of the best cards. Yeah, it. I mean, it, it almost... I think... I wouldn't say it improves every single deck, but it's no. almost it'll it, it can it can it can improve decks that could that would love some card draw or um, you know love some three four flyers uh, yeah, that would probably get some damage in as well. Yeah, just a little, a little bit background for the listeners. Then uh, we're also looking at a list. I'll put all the lists in the show notes, uh, links to them. But we're looking at a list. Um, the same list which made two top eights at uh, Arvika Festivalen um, this year in Sweden. Uh, which oh, was, that one uh, actually that one did a top eight. Okay. Yeah, Sar- this went Sar- to the final. Sar- uh, no, 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 uh, that's not oh. an Armageddon deck. Um, this is uh, this is Elof's Elof the Mightiest deck, uh, uh-huh. one of the real early players uh, in Sweden. He's been probably playing like eight years now. Um, oh, cool! And um, there were actually two two players in the top eight with the same list. They worked together with it, and instead of playing Birds of Paradise and Land War Elves, it plays a lot of artifact mana. Exactly, it plays all the Moxen and uh, Falwar Stones. So the mana base is uh, a little more like the deck's mana base, and also it plays balance. almost all the yeah. restricted cards with balance, demonic, mind twist. Yeah. The blue balance power. becomes really good when you can do that when you can like exactly because balance with a lot of mana creatures are yeah that isn't that good so really <laughs> yeah really <laughs> but he gets to discard cards yeah okay now i'm actually a little like martin berlin on balance i don't like it that much <laughs> I think I, I like that. It's it's a nice out, you know, when you're playing, when when the, your opponent maybe has like uh, Library of Alexandria is like just drawing cards, but it, it isn't doing that much, and then you just sit there and you being able playing it, it gets you. It, it's an out. So. It, yeah, it's it's so one you, of those you're, cards. You're just not sitting there. You you you, ha- you get you get to hope for something. Yeah, it's a like tongue it's twister. Good, it's really good. Like Time like, Twister. Yeah, really good exactly like good. Time Twister. You can go like turn to balance when you like play. 
in an artifact deck at least. Yeah. Yeah, but and um, I, I like this version, but I, I do like all the restricted cards. So uh, it's a heavy ver version. They he plays four. Uh, he plays three Sir Angels uh, and four. Four Arnold Jins. Uh, yeah, it's Sir Jins. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Uh, so that's all the creatures. Yeah. yeah. The, the difference is like the elves and the birds for artifact mana and uh, the savannah lions and the void fates has become the restricted cards even uh mana drain actually it's it's actually somewhat and like two a, a blue Glass. white sky deck you know so why why play felwar stone in the geddon deck because the opponent needs to play one land off the geddon i mean i get i don't know it just seems like such a <laughs> i i mean i don't know I I I get it, but I wouldn't. I guess I don't think it's as good I, as maybe playing. I think you're right. When you if if I would I would be playing in the states, I don't think Power Stone is that good either because they have, you have four strict mines, you have the library, you have your missions. Yeah, I would play three birds probably in in place of that, or three land or else. Yeah, you can yeah, just me cut too. The, you can just cut the balance and. Cut like the balance, that. cut the three Felwar stones, and put in four uh, Birds of Paradise. As the car, as it is a four-color deck, I think the birds yeah. are... I think that's one of the first thing you learn when you're playing the deck or whatever car, whatever deck you, that has <laughs> Felwar stone. Well, at the first time you try to tap it, when your opponent has like colored <laughs> mana in play. Like, I have like, a... Up, up, up. <laughs> It doesn't actually do, but you have lands. No, uh, I have a strip mine and a mistress factory. It doesn't give you any mana, but it can give colorless. No, 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 it can't. But still, Felwar Stone is a superb card. I think, but, yeah, but Grunt, Grunt is right. If if you look at his meta, yeah, uh, that what, what's that? That's like nine <laughs> colored sources that are uh that's colorless yeah <laughs> and how many it, lands do you actually play well, and you can't get get it's the same with uh moxes and whatever exactly grant uh, in your deck you have eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen mana sources which won't turn on the opponent's Falwar stones so yeah that's, yeah i mean that's a little rough I, and, and I, we have a decent amount of people that will play Belwar Stone, which is kind of partially why I do it that way, just because I don't want them to be able to tap for mana if they, you know, turn yeah. one, go landmox, Belwar Stone pass. I, and, you know, it just it will help them accelerate even more. So, yeah, yeah, but it's a key card in the deck. So it is. Should we maybe use that as a segue to talk a little bit about the deck? Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you're the expert here, Sadden. Not really, though. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, only, I'm, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants or whatever. <laughs> my, my, I, I mostly play Martin Berlin's version, and he I, he won won the last Noobcon. Yeah, last Noobcon. And when I come back to it and like discuss, like, yeah, maybe I should take out this card and do that. Like after he won, he's like, yeah, I wouldn't change a card. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think his his version of the deck is uh, the Sarah Angels. He, I he plays two in main and one yeah. in cyber or something like that. 
Yeah, and, and he has uh, one stone rain main. If you look at oh, rather really? the decks here, in, yeah. As one, we don't so. have strip mine here, uh, lands yeah. can still be a problem. Uh, so it's mostly for the library. random uh, library win. Yeah, <laughs> but the oh, yeah. just plays the library of Alexandria, and you have like one out. Uh, and it's easier if you have like demonic tutor or whatever. But that's also one the, one of the first thing you learn when you playing uh, demonic tutor. Or when someone plays the Money Tutor and you have a counter spell and you always think like, yeah, well, I can counter that. <laughs> and you have like your active library of Alexandria. And they get the I can mind. counter whatever he gets from his deck, it's no problem. <laughs> so, and then, then there's the strip mine. And then you're sad. But, but anyway, yeah, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm playing like more uh, his kind of deck. He also plays Lightning Bolts and. Uh, Oh, uh, does it really? Uh, the the Stern Rain has taken the slot uh, of one Lightning Bolt, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yes, because both of them kill Mishra's Factory. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of people here in Sweden that always plays the deck, or really, the, the, that that's good with them. It's Fluffy, he, I think he top it lost two yep. uh, noob cons. Uh, and his first version was like no wing cons, just Mishra's Factory. Uh, and I think he made it more aggressive after loss, the last tournament. He uh, lost in the finals to uh, Martin Berlin. It was the deck mirror. Yeah. Uh, Every time the, 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 like, the streamers came up to the table like, what, what, what are you guys playing? It's like, if anybody played the deck, they were like, yeah, we'll go to another table. <laughs> uh, that's uh, not what so you want to put on camera. I was really, really drunk, and I when I went into top eight, and I get to meet <laughs> Fluffy, and uh, yeah, I just yeah, th it didn't go fast, and I had like three friends waiting. I'm not making excuses here. For <laughs> I think or... this probably was better, and he's probably a better player than me as well. Uh, and in the mirror, he has like more counter spells and everything because he don't have. Uh, uh, my version played like Fireball and Serrages, and yeah. those are that good. Uh, and he plays like four books, and yeah, whatever. Because I, I would say you can, uh, at least the Swedish meta, you can uh, divide the deck up to three main versions. You have uh, the, the one without wing cons, which uses only Mishra's factories, and therefore a lot better in the mirror. That's Fluffy's version. Uh, so almost no wing cons. That means maybe another counter spell. You can play four uh, books and things like that. Um, then you have the version with the wing cons, Martin Berlin's version with two Sarah Angels, uh, which can like win uh, from nowhere with a Phosphor Sarah Angel against uh, some decks or take up if. If uh, the match goes too long, you can bring in another Sarah Angel to try to actually win on time. Yeah. And then you have the version with Yeah, and uses... Sarah Angel is really good against uh, a long time. Uh, Blue Red was yeah. the like predator of uh, the deck, and Sarah Angel is really good against uh, those type of decks. Like yeah, I, I'm, I'm as you know a big Blue Red player. It, it is my favorite deck. It's the one deck I pimp out and. Uh, I hate meeting versions with Sarah Angel. It's the worst. Uh, worst. 
version of the deck. Uh, because a Serangel is just so hard uh, to deal with, especially when it's backed up with a counterspell. Then it's yeah. almost, you lost. And I would say, but the, the third version, I would say, is a version with more uh, removal, Lightning Bolt version. Instead yeah. of Stone Rains and Sarah Angels. Yeah, and if you if you look at uh, United States, they have but it's a, it's a lot of different versions, and everybody has their pet cards. Oh, absolutely. Like some some people you are play playing... with disrupting scepters, and like that's more old 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 school yeah. <laughs> version of the deck. But if you if you talk about how it has progressed or has like evolved, yeah, as, as it's looking that's right now in the Swedish meta, at least. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think as now people are starting playing uh, with the uh, Mirror Universe as well, and uh, that's something new. And uh, I think the last like two big tournaments I was in, some people play that. What you talked about, like maybe two Stone Rains. Yeah, uh, two Stone Rains was the like new thing in NoobCon instead of just playing one. Yeah, and maybe, and some people are playing with Sido, uh, uh, and yeah. And this but, is actually one of the reasons. But in many discussions, the uh, restrict strip mine or not, uh, I'm not going to go into it too long. But one of the like classic arguments is aggressive decks will become better, the deck will become worse, and now we're seeing a, the deck playing more and more stone rains. Imagine if they could cha change those stone rains to strip mines. I, so don't, I, I don't know if they. Strip, I don't. I don't know if they'd want to, because even oh, I yes, know that some of the strip mines well, better. Than but the mana rain. base would just be funky. No, because you're you're not, you're not changing the mana base. You're changing two stone rains to two strip mines, which is just a better card. So the mana base I, would actually be better because you have two more mana sources. I think more people would just start playing Blood Moon. Just start jamming because I know some people. If you can turn one Blood Moon, that just shuts the deck off to an extent. Oh, absolutely. It does, yeah, but, but the, off the to problem turn with Blood Moon is that you it's, you always have uh, an answer yeah, off the turn. Blue one. Elemental Ross, yeah. I think that's the or just float the white disenchant. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I I would I would like to go in and argue for or against uh, strip mines because that's a whole other segment. But yeah. Uh, my main thought is that, like, especially with Swedish rules, when you're not allowed to play, uh, you only have to play unlimited cards and whatever. It's expensive decks, and uh, it pushes down uh, the powerless decks even more if they don't have any moxes or anything. If you can play strip mines, like time walk. That's a, it wasn't but the discussion I wanted to go into. I just wanted to say that. The deck with strip mines will probably be more powerful than the deck without, uh, and uh, we're seeing that in the meta right now because of the stern rings. That was maybe, yeah. But we, we, uh, you can't you can't predict really, but yeah. But no. I, lo I love. By the way, I'm looking at like last uh, this year's uh, Noobcon, uh, yeah. like deck uh, pictures and uh, Martin Lindstrom fluffy. Yeah. He, he just, just put four like books. four books <laughs> and uh, Black Lulus on the, his yeah. picture. It's actually so, uh, MG Magnus who, who did it. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. Martin, as usual, um, didn't uh, send the deck picture. Yeah. So Magnus, yes. Yeah, it was probably something with four books. And he put four <laughs> books on the table and took a photo. That's nice. 
That, yeah, he, he plays four books. That's also something you can like go down or yeah. If you, I usually play play three books and yeah, have another one sideboard. But yeah, I think now the best uh, the deck players. Uh, Martin Berlin is probably really good the, the deck player in Sweden. But yeah, Swan the he and the Fluffy and yeah, they're they're still evolving the deck to the meta. But I played, as I said earlier, against uh, the deck with my like blue, red, white aggro deck, and black, white did stuff. But I don't know where 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 the deck will be like in a half a year or whatever. It's always a good deck. Yeah, yeah. I, it will yeah, always be because even even here in Chicago, we've got one guy, Matt, that plays the deck, but he plays like. He he always main decks a Sheevan Dragon, which is why oh, I, I like his, his list. So, but he plays like three lightning bolts and uh, a lot of one ofs, and he he only you know surprisingly he only plays one strip mind as well. Okay. Yeah. So, but I do yeah. like playing a Sheevan Dragon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The book is. Uh, because Svante wrote something and everybody's talking about like what about, about the bands, the deck is too good I, I don't think you see that in the meta right now, that there's no. too many the deck players or whatever uh, and I don't I personally don't think uh, the Jane de Tome is the main problem uh, I've said no. before and I think the most, the funniest solution <laughs> to put down the deck would probably be to restrict the tundra and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a stupid stupid decision but it's yeah. a little bit fun yeah. like okay uh, you can't you can only play one tundra yeah but that's uh, that's the approach some people go with and i think i don't know go it's, to, you know, maybe it's it, italians like like putting down ivory tower yeah uh, they they want to restrict ivory tower because it's too good against aggressive strategies they think and the the players now playing the deck uh, here in, in Stockholm and around there, they don't even play Ivory Tower. And they like top eight and do good anyway. Uh, I really like uh, Ivory Tower, especially if there's a lot of blue-red decks. You can just mm -hmm. like, you don't even have to play land. You, it's two for one if, they, if you have uh, removal for the creatures. Yeah, it's... Um... Uh, I when I play a little slower or controlish deck, I usually play f at least three ivory towers in the sideboard uh, right now, and I've been loving them. But it, it's a hard card to play with, uh, I would say. To have a new sideboard or to what? Yeah, yeah, yeah to to like know how to play with. When should you keep cards? When should you not? And if you draw it and have four cards. Will you play it and then try to not play anything more, even though it's not active then? Or should you just play as much as possible, uh, or as usual, it's a, it's a and hope like, to draw yeah. cards later on? It's a bit like Library of Alexandria, that way. Yeah, when to, when to step down. Go out yeah. from the library and just kick ass. Yeah, I think you, you have to look at the opponent's threats and how you manage them. If you are a uh, uh, ivory tower, if you're an ivory tower kind of deck, yeah. If if you have to like keep playing lands, keep like evolving, doing, being more mid range or whatever, then maybe you yeah. But especially against the lightning bolt decks, I think 
But now uh, there is more like uh, Grant talked about the Blood Moon decks and like uh, copper tablets and whatnot. <laughs> That's yeah. like, uh, that are ha haunting like uh, the deck. And even like like Blood Moon is starting to become even a little bit better because it's kind of funny. We've got like a couple people in Chicago that have finally picked up four Eurekas and they're like, we're just going to start playing oh. Eurekas. And I'm like, oh, great. This is going to be fun. So <laughs> like turn one, like people like Mono Red or just like Blood Moon is starting to see a little bit more play here just because of the the bigger three color decks that need to play like all the, the duels and City of Brasses. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to play like a Blood Moons, um, Blood Moon City in a bottle deck, but there's just one problem. It's I can't play all the fun cards. I can't play all my jewels, yeah. and yeah. so I always like sixty-seven cards in your deck. Then yeah, so I always just go back to playing all the different colors instead because it's much more fun. <laughs> Yeah, I like Grant's approach. Like, just cut 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 some colors out, then you you're able to play some, play some more fun cards. Yeah, actually, it's uh, if you if you play for fun, uh, it is probably the right way to go. go sometimes, you just no, I won't I won't splash black for those two cards this time. I, instead, becomes, I'm playing yeah. two pet cards from the same colors, and I'm better against Blood Moon. When you play vintage or like uh, EDH or something, that's all. That's the worst part of it, I think. That it's like all these one cards you have. You yeah. have to, all the restricted cards or like whatever. In EDH, you always have to put in the soul ring and and, uh, and then you're left with like ten slots, like you say. That's yeah. some, some when you play a lot of colors in old school. That's the same thing uh, that I feel when I'm brewing as well. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I have to cut my poor spikes then, or whatever. I mean, it's like brewing a control deck if you don't want to brew the deck. But still, like, all the restricted cards, counter spells, disenchants, and source of plowshares. Then you have, like, 10 to 12 slots, uh, depending on if you go to three source of plowshares and things like that. And then there's 10 slots. That's the deck. <laughs> the essential, like... And... Mm. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think one card as well that I need to mention is like Time Twister. Uh, that's a that's the weirdest card in the deck, I think. Do you play it in the deck? I love it. Uh, well, that's one of my favorite cards uh, per se. I think it's your one of your. Oh favorite yeah, cards yeah, it is absolutely. It was the first power I bought as well, and the only power I've upgraded to beta as well. It's <laughs> without a doubt my favorite card in the whole in Holo Magic. Uh, it's it's good. Uh, it's I have the same feeling with the balance uh, as I have with the time twister, and the like. Turn one time twister is always the most fun you can have. <laughs> turn <Yeah>. one, <laughs> like ramping to a time twister, and they haven't. It's like turn one, uh, your first turn, and they they don't haven't even put a card in play. Hey, it's, uh, the first turn time twister is like landmarks. Lotus Time Twister, and you're up two cards and have still two mana left to continue before the opponent has turn. It's yeah, that's it's magic. Also, it's also a good combat card. Uh, we talked about that earlier. Then uh, when, when someone's having like a bunch of uh, a big hand and you're just sitting there drawing, it's like yeah, 
But yeah. a bunch of mana, nothing happens. It's yeah, I like the card really. So when you're playing the deck, uh, are you going to remove it from when you sideboard? Yeah, I, I remove that card really often. I remove that and uh, maybe a recall. Uh, uh, yes, I think maybe depending on how aggressive the deck uh, the deck you're facing is, maybe a book or something. Uh, and maybe some uh, one or two fabulous Yeah, Svante is. Or uh, uh, I guess uh, I talked. I talked with this uh, with Svante as the blogger loves like the deck now. He hasn't played it that long, but he's a really good player. And uh, he's like, I would never touch my books. <laughs> yeah, but against aggressive decks, uh, it is probably the right choice because you don't have the time to use them. Uh, I played yeah. with my my latest. Not my latest brew, uh, we'll come to my latest brew, but uh, the deck I played at uh, the last Ivory Cup, my five-color mono-green ramp deck. It's a deck with like all the restricted cards, uh, a lot of mana ramp, like all the Moxes and Land of War Elves, uh, Birds of Paradise, and big creatures. So it's mana and threats, that's it. Every card you draw is either mana or a threat that the opponent needs to stop. And I played against Mickey Tai. Mm -hmm. I think I went. What was this? Was it like. Uh, this was before I break up. Uh, yeah, okay. it was the last, uh, like, uh, try, uh, try your decks before I break up. And I played seven or eight duels, and I won them all against his the deck. And. Uh, he never had the time because to use the, uh, the tomb. It, because it was too slow. Exactly. Um, uh, when it, At like turn four, I played Crow Worms and uh, things like that. And he just, I can't, I, I've, I don't have any more source supply shares in hand. Uh, Crow oh, Worms are good. It's a good uh, card. <laughs> it is. And he just, put down the book with his four mana and because uh, that was everything he could do and I just, oh nice uh, because now you don't have any cat spell mana I'll um, mind twist your hand or disenchant that and play this and uh, no time twister and like he could never the, he could the, never Gordon, play you it. know the most ter terrifying thing about crawl worm uh, it's smaller than scaled worm uh, it's probably the hor horrible crashing sound it makes that it speeds through the forest. <laughs> oh, goddamn, I didn't even take that the one. The sound is so loud, it echoes through the trees. It seems <sighs> to come from all directions at once. Okay, now I feel bad. You're making me feel bad on my own podcast, so that's just not... <laughs> that's evil. And that's why I'm here. Uh, yeah, that's uh, usually what happens when we end up playing at a pub or something. Seb is only I, there I to, make to make everyone miserable. Yeah, they, they need to be in my mind state. But I, I've been drinking beer and having fun now, so I've been, I haven't been like in that <laughs> set of mind now. Yeah, but everyone who's listening to the podcast should know if you meet Seb in a tournament, whew, it's going to be mean. I'm not that mean. I'm just like off-putting or. Yeah, I would say I would I would say you're a big internet troll. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, in a good way though. Yeah, but I learned from the best. I think it's <laughs> oh Mickey yes, Magnuson, Mickey Magnuson. One of the guys who got us into the 
an old school sim. He's, I'm, yeah, yeah, that's he's, the best internet trolling he's the history. I think my favorite story. It's not internet trolling, but he he's like more, he's always doing it. It's in his like veins. It's when he he's always nice, sharply dressed, yep. and uh, he just uh, stood outside a bar and uh, started ordering people to show their IDs. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Hey, where are you going? I was like started looking at IDs. <laughs> and he, he wasn't like, look, I'm going to get these guys. He's just doing it for himself. Uh, yeah, he is the master. Uh, I would yeah, uh, like probably. to see him start playing again, but probably won't happen. I don't know. But, but what, what about your deck against... Uh, you, but you, you're going to... You, you wanted to talk about another deck? Or yes. I had two decks lined up. Um, we're going to talk about the one I'm brewing right now, uh, which is probably one of the most fun decks I've ever played. Uh, it is Fork Recursion Combo, uh, which the inspiration is um, I read uh, Stephen Menendian's book, The History of Vintage. And there Was it good? Uh, it's a real good book. I do recommend it. Is it, it. Is it long? Uh, no, the first. Uh, it's is not it a that. page turner. What's <laughs> happening next? N no, uh, and it, all, uh, it only goes to like two thousand and five or two thousand and three or something like that. Um, but I do. I, I believe he's working on the, the next couple of years as well. But. No, I love the book, uh, especially the first chapters, because you can get so much inspiration for old school, 93, 94, uh, because... And, th and those are the ones you managed to get through. <laughs> I managed to read it all. I do play vintage, Seb. Sometimes yeah. I do join you guys. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you're enjoying it. You're just playing it. I do enjoy it, but I enjoyed my deck. I just yeah, hate okay. that that deck isn't any good. <laughs> okay, so you, but, you're playing no. like a lot of fast bonds, a lot of... What, what's, the, yeah. what's the deck? What, what, um, what are you doing with it? And that was the thing. Uh, Mark Chalice, uh, classic Magic player, built this deck in early 95. And it's written about in the book. And I said, hmm, this seems so fun last year when Fork was unrestricted. But I hadn't had the time to brew until now. And the deck essentially is all the restricted cards, four forks, four howling mines, uh, a couple of fast bonds. But you, and, you're not playing with any workshop, I see here. Uh, no. Then <laughs> um, no factories as well. <laughs> uh, uh, all the all the good ones, or yeah, the deck. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, to do the whole list is three fast bonds, three silver libraries, two mirror universe, four howling mines, four fork, two fireball, one storm seeker, which is going to be changed to a lightning bolt. And then uh, ancestral, we can take that soon. Uh, ancestral, time walk, time twister, brain gazer, recall, one mana drain, regrowth, channel, mind twist, demonic tutor. Uh, Wheel of Fortune, Chaos Orb, and then also a one-off uh, Dark Heart of the Woods and a 
one of Basar of Baghdad. I would probably play two, but I don't own any. All the mocks and, is, uh, and lands. It's not restricted. No. Basar yeah. It's not. So the deck, um, the plan is to fork a bunch of restricted cards to gain you value. Uh, use fast bond to get ahead of mana uh, from the opponent and use uh, Howling Minds to draw a lot of cards, but you can play all your lands and use your spells because you will have more mana and therefore uh, the uh, symmetry of Howling Mind is broken in that way. Um, and uh, you build up a lot of mana and then use Mirror Universe, so it's a little mirror ball combo. Use Mirror Universe after you've taken damage with Sylvan Library and Fast Bond. Uh, change life and fireball the opponent to death. Or you have like 13 mana and fireball for the opponent to death. I, I do like the mirror universe as well. Yeah, those have, uh, those have been amazing just because yeah. you're already playing fast bond and silver libraries. Mm -hmm. So it's. I mean, and even with channel, that's. Exactly. I love it. And with channel, you have Dark Heart of the Woods, so you can start sacrificing mm -hmm. your forests. Like, tap the forest with one mana, sacrifice it for free life with its three mana. That's four mana for each forest. And uh, then you can just fireball the opponent with channel, dark art of the woods, and the fireball. So there's a little, yeah. a bunch of small, small combos. But the big thing is to fork time walk. That's the big plan. To have a couple of oh, yeah. Howling Mines, Sylvan Library, and then just time walk, fork. Take two new turns. Draw the, uh, a lot of cards. Oh yeah, draw a regrowth. Uh, regrowth on time walk again. Put another turn into the bank, having two turns ready. Time twister, and just taking all the turns. After like yeah. turn five, uh, you should be able to like take all the turns. So it's a little like Twiddlewalt. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. Uh, but, but it's it's not that many dead cards as in Twitter World Waltz. Exactly. If you don't have your, it, there, a big problem with Twitter Waltz is there's a div, there's many different parts that needs to be assembled. Yeah, and here you don't. Here you're just playing the restricted card, the good cards, um, the the cards which is uh, the worst is only one fast bond is uh, good. <laughs> when you draw multiples, they're not. Uh, that good as just they don't do anything and the same with sylvan but you're really really able to play another land for one life <laughs> yeah exactly i have two fast bonds can i play one land for two life damn it <laughs> uh no but i do love the deck my changes from mark chalice's version is to rely more on the mirror ball combo uh, but, you have two uh, mirrors. Exactly. I would like a third, uh, but I can't find the space. Uh, but um, to be fair, when Mark Chalice has built it, a mirror was restricted. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was, at least. It was one of the really. I've seen a lot of mirrors parts. lately. It's like they've come back from since, like, maybe, I don't know. A yeah, last more two years, there weren't that many mirrors. Like the deck don't play the mirrors, but I've seen them now again. And I've seen a lot of different decks playing them. Yeah, me too. And um, I do love it. It's a super powerful card, but that six mana is... Whew. Therefore, you, you want to have 
like 10 mana in this deck. Because you want to play a mirror, have a f like fork up for uh, a counterspell, or uh, you want your own counterspell, the mana drain, and then you want two mana for a time walk. Avoid fate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, right? I've been thinking <laughs> about avoid fate actually. You Just can also like turn one channel, take nineteen, play a mirror, go, mm -hmm. and hope you don't meet the lightning bolt. Mm. That's a good start. So yeah. it's it's a deck with a lot of small combos, which makes every match play differently. Yeah, and then I think re regarding Twitterwalt, um, I think uh, Martin Berlin tried to perfect it. He played it a lot, but he, it wasn't that good. He, he said that uh, the format needs like a preordain or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you don't feel that with this deck. Uh, not as not as much, because um, and right. this deck doesn't oh. die on one artifact removal, which Twiddlewalt does. But if you draw seven, like, and you 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 have an opening hand, what's your typical opening hand? Uh, typical like a bunch of restricted cards. <laughs> yes, it, it always looks amazing, and that's probably why I like the deck, because yeah. you just look down at your hand, and you just. Okay, fast bond. What, what do you need? You because it, like fast bond it, is the you, most important. You use card. one of uh, uh, Grant's favorite cards, Sylvan Library, and you have Howling Minds. Are those like your go-to uh, cards to establish or? Uh, absolutely. Um, oh yeah, but... then you get to see four cards off the library. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you actually, with the Howling Mine, you see two new cards every turn and can change a lot more. And I usually. The first turn with Sylvan, I take eight almost every time. Uh, so, um, no, you, you need one of those in play because taking more turns then becomes more valuable. Uh, but Fast Bond is the card that makes it tick. Because uh, without Fast Bond, you, you won't be You're able to get ahead. Or... Exactly. You won't be able to be as fast and you won't be able to use the Howling Minds effect. Uh, more how, than the opponent. The you, you don't, for example, we talked about uh, Fabric Stones, now you're playing uh, Fast Bond, so that doesn't really go well together, but no. you play like all the colors you have. Uh, actually, I've cut, I've cut one color uh, just to make okay. it a little more consistent, uh, but I'm thinking of adding it, uh, and that's white. I've actually yeah, yeah. cut the most powerful. Otherwise, the, this is the deck where I probably would use a balance. Yeah, but uh, probably. Yeah, but I think balance. Maybe not with Fast. Yeah. What do you say, Grant? Oh, I'd just say balance. If if you were able to get white, I mean, well, you've got four city of brass, but balance would would be really good, even in the board for the for the for this deck. Yeah, I think so. The, the problem is fast bond. You play a lot of lands, so yeah, uh, and the opponent doesn't. But it, it's still a good out. And when creatures come, because the opponent probably draws as many cards as you with the howling mines and put them into creatures or something like that instead. And could you imagine forking a balance? Just how yeah, good that, that would be. Yeah, that's just <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's probably the best play ever. I would, I would get say. into that as well. <laughs> it's almost as good as forking channel. <laughs> yeah. It depends on who's playing channel. Okay. Oh, that's very Sh true. Sure, sure. 
forking you the opponent's balance. Maybe you can like read a like read your book. But you forking the like, forking know, the opponent's yeah. balance makes him discard one more card. It makes your power sinks really good. I mean, if you stamina. had one, if you had one card in hand and he was balancing to his last card, and you had a fork in hand, and you're going to be discarding it anyways, you might as well if you have double red, because then he discards his last yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, instead of both having yeah, win. Of course. Yeah. But There's you do want your forks yeah, in this fringe deck. situation. Uh, but what, I, but, what about yeah. uh, Gordon? What about like you play one abyss and uh, you? It's, uh, <laughs> that was in actually the, in the sideboard, or do is it enough against um, like? It's a lot of creature-based decks now in Sweden. So. Uh, I haven't had that much problem with creature-based decks as uh, the Mirror Universe is quite good. And uh, also the Dark Heart of the Woods um, and the Chaos Orb. Uh, those are usually enough. Um, you can also use a Fireball on a creature that happens because when you go off you can regrowth it. But the Abyss, you have two fireballs as well. Two fireballs, and um, as I said, one Stormseeker, which will be a lightning bolt because of like fast hypnotic specters and things like that. Yeah. And it's quite often that I and change life. And a Mishra or whatever, when someone does exactly. And and when I change lives, uh, just a lightning bolt is usually yeah, enough. Yeah, instant speed. And yeah. But Stormseeker, what what has it? Why? I How has it been bad? Or why didn't it? It has been um, as good as a fireball or worse. Uh, the fireballs are almost always better, but sometimes you don't have 10 mana, and therefore you have the Stormseeker, because Howling Mine makes the opponent have a couple of cards. And when they have seven cards after a twister, and it's their turn, they draw two or three cards so you can fork your Stormseeker. But you, you that probably is so fringe. Probably you probably just could play one black wise <laughs> if you're playing Stormseeker. That card maybe yeah. Would uh, do could, the same could, thing. could actually be something, but uh, the lightning bolt just changing lives and uh, just needing one mana for three more damage, and it also when you don't have enough mana with the fireball, uh, you can play. The lightning bolt to get those like a small ritual for the fireball almost and um, also a lightning bolt with a fork is six damage uh, so yeah i, it, I love I'll, the card fork it's a really funny card oh it really is uh, it's not that good usually I, I haven't i've never played four forks i think even uh, when you play the deck one thing about the deck is like you go to one you if you play green or if you play red or like you go to one color really much uh, if you know what i mean yeah it's like yeah you can't you can't play, you can't play double red but i think that all some versions played like one four just for the five old thingy uh, like way back yeah you're playing all the restricted cards but now the fork is amazing, but usually if you build a deck with like one strategy, the fork always stands out because you have no idea what it will do. That depends on the <laughs> opponent. Yeah. So it isn't part of the strategy, it's just one of those but, random but, but cards. it's part of the fun, though. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I've bought one alpha just because uh, when it was restricted, just like, it's so fun, I need to play it. 
but then I like you, to have I like to have cards in the deck that if someone asks like what what what, what does it do and they're like yeah I don't know <laughs> it, it's, it's fun but like demonic tutor and forking it four mana yeah, get two and the cards you win often like yeah, oh I have a fireball in hand I'll get my dark heart yeah. of the woods and the channel. It's like usually when you demonic tutor, you always want like black lotus and something, or yeah. But maybe that doesn't work with fork because it's usually the mana. I don't know, but but no, I, I tend to so tutor for black lotus a lot. I can't remember the specific sh situations, but yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, in this deck is channel is probably more powerful. Demonic mm -hmm. for channel and using channel to play uh, mirror universe. But mm. most of all, I'm a little bit surprised that I haven't seen anyone play this uh, type of deck since Fork was unrestricted. Mm -hmm. mm. Grant, uh, and, I don't and, remember. But, but go, walk us through like the, your winning turn. Uh, the winning turn, uh, as I said, it, it's more more of a puzzle uh, that's different each time, depending on how much life you have and things like that. As Against uh, one player last week, I had two life, played the land with fast bond, went down to one life, played channel, and the opponent just laughed. You have one life. And then, yeah, but I have Dark Heart of the Woods, so I sacrifice two forests. Now I have seven life, so I get six mana. I play a time walk, and... A demonic tutor and so I got another turn and used that and played a mirror and regrowth the time walk and took another turn so I could yeah, use the mirror and win uh, so there's... I think I think what you should have done is just play a core worm yeah <clears throat> I do like the core worm you do know that but uh, maybe not in this deck I, I was thinking about a transformative sideboard, though, uh, to bring in uh, four uh, Serendib Befreeds and four Arnhem Jins. And you know that... Just four Sonation. <coughs> yeah. I did that in my green deck as well. Just straight up top end. Mm -hmm. Big old boy. That, yeah, but the force of nature the is, is so hard to deal with. You can't chump walk it. Yeah. And that and makes... What's what's the card? The the guy with the big face, just like the really green card as well. Oh, uh, Gaius Leech. Yeah. Oh yeah. I uh, love that card. Love that card, especially as he attacks uh, as the zero zero. Mm -hmm. uh, he's as big as you have forests when he's not attacking, <laughs> and when he's attacking, he's as big as the opponent has forests. He's like, yeah. But he also he's got one toughness, right? Zero one. No. Yeah, with no, no, force. no. He dies. Oh, he's oh he's not a zero one. He's a zero zero. Okay. Yeah, exactly. He's a star star. Um, so when if the opponent has no forests and you attack, he dies. Just, uh, okay, that'll yeah. do it. But he has a tap uh, ability, tap to make any land a forest. So you need to spend four uh, or five turns to make the opponent's lands forests, and then uh, so he's more of a land destruction card, and then later on a wing con uh, or a big blocker. It. But it's cool. I bought one to play in my mono green deck. <laughs> I like it. You want to play the fun cards, but this deck is 
Yeah, I love the fork recursion deck. I would love to see more players try to brew with it. Uh, because there are a couple of things you can do. And the so go, going forward, like yeah. you, you, you <laughs> taking out the you're, you're putting in a lightning bolt and yeah, anything in the sideboard. Yeah, the sideboard is uh, right now three blue elemental blast, three red elemental blast, two mana short, two uh, shatter, an abyss, a um, boomerang, and three ivory towers, which means and you, I, I'm you completely dead. Really what was about Abyss? You like uh, the Abyss was the fifteenth card uh, when I was going away to play, and I just realized the sideboard has fourteen cards, and the Abyss was the card in front of me. But, <laughs> but what you, sh you should have? Why you should have a, uh, a shark? That's the thing. Yeah, card. you bastard. But I, I don't have a shark. Yeah, but I just missed the shark, Narika. So yeah. if you guys win a shark, do you have to play it? Yes. Yeah, in the side. Okay. I saw, your, I've seen that, and I'm like that. I've seen that in card deck, like the shark and deck card decks that don't even have blue. And I'm like, why is this? And I was like, <laughs> oh, they probably have to play it if they win. So, yeah, yeah. It, it is like winning. And if you win two, you have to have two in your side. Yeah, Elof has three in a sideboard. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So what happens if you just keep winning and then you just can't have it? You just don't have a sideboard. I feel like that's just not. <laughs> uh, I, I do know that um, Magnus told Elof that if he wins his fourth, he can trade them all in for a Leviathan. That's cool. And that's oh, okay. having that's a fair. Leviathan in the sideboard is. Whew. But he. I would like to see that. Yeah, he was the one who beat me in the semi-final for the last shark, and then he lost in the finals against um, Seamak, which I was the only one who beat that day. So if I only could have gone through Elof and his three sharks... Mm, <laughs> I'm not bitter. Not at all. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, we all could have been there. Yeah. But anyway, but that was a you, fun top eight. The fifteenth card, maybe should you have a? What's the boomerang for? You boomeranging? What's yeah, I, the, I'm, um, what, what's your? What are your thoughts with your sideboard? Uh, there aren't that many thoughts actually. Uh, They're just gut movements. I, I, I've got exactly. What do you, uh, what, this, what do you say, Grant? You're the native English speaker. Gut feelings. Gut feelings. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought I was going to have a hard problems with control decks, like the deck, because uh, when you fork your own card, it's so easy to get uh, two for one, and they have this enchants for all the uh, Howling Mines, but I do realize I have a lot of targets for this enchants, and uh, there's a lot of dead cards in the deck, and I usually end up uh, evolving my board faster, but otherwise the two mana shorts were there for the control matchup. The turn before you go off. Okay. But, um, uh, I think it, it should. Play it has been good against the deck. Four new elemental law. Yeah, that may be. Uh, I'm completely dead to Blood Moon, uh, which is yeah. a little bit of a problem. And uh, I would go four of them. Uh, but the big problem here, uh, which is um, why I need to rework the sideboard a lot, is I'm dead. To an underworld dreams deck. Oh yeah, yeah you get wrecked. 
um, I, I need to find like the Chaos Orb immediately or I'm dead. Because I draw between three to seven cards each turn uh, when the deck needs to go off. And <laughs> yeah. So the boomerang is for that. Uh, that's why I'm thinking of adding white anyway, because yeah. I need the decent shots. Yeah, it wouldn't be terrible, I don't think. No, me neither, but I need to do something uh, for that that card. But otherwise, um, uh, a fourth uh, ivory tower, because that also helps me combat that deck. Because you can get three life, then you can draw three cards. Yeah. Uh, so with, with three lives, three life, uh, the Sylvan Library goes... Uh, Plus minus zero. Uh, so I think a fourth I think you need tower. a big creature in the sideboard. Yeah, that may that's be what, a that's secondary what me wing con. Has, like, a, a force of nature. Good. A force of nature. <laughs> okay, what creature? Or a Le Le Leviathan? Yeah, Leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> I will not play a Leviathan. Yeah, I just play one Curdate, and that'll be. Plenty. Yeah. But I guess not by Mishra. Yeah. I need something that is But no, <clears throat> it's a it's a work in progress. Uh, but I do like the deck, and I do like stupid combo decks in the format, because no one expects the Spanish Inquisition or the fork recursion combo. Uh, but no, that's um, that's uh, almost what I have to say about this deck. That's all you have to say. Yeah. Play Fast Bond. Play Howlings. Take a lot of turns with Time Walk and Fork. Fork other power and just win. In a stupid way. Hey, Grant, what's your favorite card? Is it Sylvan Library or is it, is it just because of where it's and where, how it's now? Or um, I've always really liked that card. I think my favorite card in the format would probably earn like just a in general would probably maybe be Urnimjin, but um, I don't really I don't know. I'm the classic like I just love Chaos Orb so much, but that's because I've loved the art since I started playing Magic. But, it's the weirdest card, <laughs> play wise. Yeah, like well. yeah, like I bought like I think maybe Urnimjin might be it because I was able to get a hold of Ken Meyer and Ken oh. Meyer Junior and get a play mat sent to me signed because uh, he had some Urnimjin. Play mats left. I've done uh, the same, but with Guardian Beast. Yeah, I mean, and like he's gonna be, there's gonna be a bunch of good artists at, at Eternal Central, Eternal Weekend this year in October. So gonna get a bunch of stuff signed as well. But I think yeah, Sylvan Library maybe just because it's also very powerful. And I've always liked Land Tax as well as a as a, a fun card just because you can s s filter through the deck pretty good with just having to um, get a bunch of cards, but. Yeah, and, and there you have um, Sylvan Library and Land Tax. That's yeah. a good combo. Or even just, I, I like Howling Mine and, and Sylvan Library just because you get to see a bunch of cards. But even like Bazaar of Baghdad plus Sylvan Library is also very good because you can just, you could just draw, you could just discard a bunch of cards and s s filter through your deck even faster with that. Yeah, I use it in this deck, uh, the yeah. recursion, just because... Uh, and you said as, you would even play two? Yeah, as, as the Howling Mines make you draw one more card each turn, but because the the Bizarre 
makes it go down. So we can't use it every turn normally. But if you draw two cards every turn, with the Basar you drew four cards and discard three. So you get to keep one every turn then. And it makes, uh, yeah, it, it has been wonderful, the Basar actually. Because you're usually just searching for that one piece or that card. And yeah, it, it has been last, amazing. I think it was last uh, Ivory Cup, was it, Gordon, when we played the Martin Berlin's uh, Alpha Q? Uh, like drafted it like for the top was it eight yeah uh, no it was uh, from Russia with love uh, okay played the old school cube so Constantine uh, went here and we had a tournament like in his honor or yeah exactly Constantine is one of the few Russian players of old school so we came to Stockholm and I set up a tournament uh, and we also had uh, a guest from uh, New Zealand uh, David Chambers uh, at the same time. That, that, that's him I lost to in the, we had a top four last tournament I played the one that I wrote about on the yeah. Saltis blog <laughs> yeah. yeah and then but no then we drafted the 93-94 cube in the top instead of playing the Swiss decks I missed that oh really yeah yeah and then uh, I played uh, Magnus in, I don't know, maybe top four or... I don't, uh, I don't remember. Uh, what, top where four, we semi-final. Yeah, in semi-finals. And uh, he, he uh, had uh, drafted Basara Baghdad and he was just like sif sifting through his deck and like... Oh, so, this car is so good. <laughs> he had drank like, I don't know how many beers he drank because he had this... Uh, yeah, he wrote about it. Right? Yeah, he had a bet because uh, he was playing magic with us instead of hanging out with his um, friends who did a yearly um, bar round in Gothenburg going to like all the different beer bars in a street or something like that. So every time they went to a new place for a new beer, they sent a picture to Magnus and he drank a beer at our place. So I think it yeah. was uh, like... Almost 20 beers in, uh, in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, so, but he had the Shivan Dragon, I remember. And that's, that, that's probably a good reason to have it in your <laughs> draft deck when you're playing, like, all. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it was a good, uh, good, I, I love that cube, but you don't want to play it that much. But I yeah. just remember him playing Basar Baghdad and, like, going to... Well, yeah, because know, usually, it's <laughs> <laughs> usually bizarre bag that isn't that a greater card. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't say anything, but it was like you know, there's a downside with <laughs> discarding. <laughs> yeah, you draw more. two cards, but yeah, something else happens too. Uh, do you have uh, players who aren't playing Reanimator uh, who are playing bizarre bag that in the states in Chicago? Yeah, we've got a couple of people that'll play that once in a while. Um, but not often, I think. Some people, yeah, we've got a few people that have playsets of Baghdad, uh, Baghdads, and some of them play Dredge and Vintage, so they yeah. they'll they'll play that. They'll play re they'll play Animate Dead and in old school as well. So, and that's probably one of my mm, uh, favorite reasons for allowing Fallen Empires uh, reanimation strategies becomes better. Uh, yeah, I mean. That's why even like with, uh, um, 
Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a good one too. Because even I was I was telling people they should play Resurrection and just play White, but that's not very nah. good. So. No. But we have a we have a segment which we do every single episode, and that's what have we been drinking? Uh, because we all love beer, and beer and old school go hand in hand. Uh, so I'll start asking uh, Seb, what have you been drinking? Maybe you're drinking right now. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been drinking Malarud is my go-to beer. Malarud, uh, classic Swedish yeah. pills. Uh, <laughs> it's a, I, I it's don't a, know what you call, what's the alcohol, you, do you, Grant, do you talk units in the States or? Well, like ABV, alcohol uh, by volume. Uh, percentage points. Yeah. yeah, we're really keen on how mu- how much alcohol there is in beer here. So this is a this is a four point five percent beer, and I love the, that uh, type of a little yeah, li- lighter beers. Yeah, the session beer or whatever. If you talk, yeah, I would say session beer. Maybe. Isn't it? Is it? What, what's a session beer then? Uh, session beer is yeah. That's Exactly what it is. Uh, under, okay, oh yeah, under, under 5%. Beer you can drink a lot of. Uh, like uh, all day IPA is a classic from yeah, Founders. Like a, like a session IPA, something easy to drink that's not going to get you yeah. ripped off a couple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, I had a couple of uh, uh, Brooklyn Lagers as well. Oh, that's a good one. Good standard beer. I'm sitting here with another standard beer, or at least for me, uh, it's. Um, like one of the most famous imperial stouts where you can buy like almost everywhere in Sweden at least and that's the Great Divide Yeti. Oh you have Great Divide out there? Yeah. Oh I love the Yeti. I actually have one of those in my fridge right now. Yeah I have a couple of more but they're 9.5% uh, so that's what I'm drinking right now when we're recording because here it's six o'clock in the evening yeah. and uh, then a um, good uh, imperial stout is a it's a perfect beer to start the evening on a Saturday. But it, but it's hard to go like down from that. Yeah, it is. But th- therefore, you go to whiskey and bourbon after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, you can't go to a lager after. No, like, that's hard. That's uh, it. Won't taste anything. And Grant, have you been drinking something special? Because I'm I'm guessing you're not drinking now because. No, uh, last <laughs> night I drank, I drank some uh, Salamoth. Brewery there in Naperville, Illinois. I drink us. They have a. It's called the Snaggletooth Bandana. Uh, it's an American <laughs> IPA. Uh, and then I drank their new one called Old Faithhorn, which is like a new pale ale by them. Um, Never heard so of the I, brewery. Yeah, they're they're pretty small. They're only you can only, right now they're only in the Chicagoland area, okay. uh, nowhere else. But yeah, they're they're pretty small. I still need to send some random stuff over to you when yeah. I have a chance. Package it up. But, but would you recommend it for people living in the Chicago area? Oh yeah, Solomoth is great. They're little. They have a little tap room as well in Naperville. You can go to, but um, their their stuff is super solid. They're kind have of you like been a, there. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I sell I sell their their beer, so I've been there. A few have times. I been there? I live there. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're, they're like an hour away from me because they're out in the suburbs. I'm in the city, uh, but their brewery is great and their their beer is super solid. So. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, if 
Not anyone. If you're in, you guys uh, doesn't have anything to add. I think it's time to do the sign off. Actually, we've been talking for almost two hours, at least one and yes, a half. Okay. Um, it's been a long one. Yeah, one mm. and uh, one forty, almost uh, a little more yeah. actually. So I think it's well, time for I, the sign off. I need off. to go. Like my kid is is getting really grumpy now. That <laughs> I've just been sitting around the computer. I, uh, I talked with Gordon earlier that I tried to like sit in a room. I tried to update my whole like <laughs> system, and it's just like a blue screen there now. So, if you've been hearing noises, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having yeah. push to talk, so that's yeah, something. Yeah, uh, we're we're fine with it. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Grant is not that far away from having the same problem. <laughs> but his his kid is going to sleep now anyway. Oh yeah. But um, anything to add? Uh, Seb, do you want to maybe before we say goodbye to everyone, you want to say goodbye and plug if uh, you want someone to find you on Instagram or something like that? Do you have anything magic related well, where people should follow you? I think I I work some. Or yeah, you, you and I do some stuff, and uh, I, I think I can plug some this blog. Uh, just because I wrote a uh, tournament report there yeah. and published it, that and was... turn draw a card. And, yeah, I'll put it in the Yeah, but yeah, the Wak Wak uh, page. Yep. Yeah. You and I that's talk a... about putting vintage there sometime in the future. Yeah, uh, that's the plan. And I, and we haven't been there because this is isn't what the <laughs> podcast is about. But yeah. Maybe Just we'll do a vintage podcast. No. Check out the old school, old school blog, the Magnus blog. Check out the Santos blog. Check out Wakwak. Yeah, cool. And uh, then I'm going to say to our listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, I will also plug a couple of things, uh, as you can find us on uh, Twitter. Wakwak MTG in one word. Instagram Wakwak MTG in one word. Uh, the website is Wakwak with a dash in the middle, like the island of Wakwak. Wakwak.se, the Swedish version. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever at uh, slash Gordon Anderson. And I also want to plug one site, and that's the uh, Eternal Central, which is one of the classic sites but they a couple of months ago did the old school month uh, which has a lot of cool <laughs> I, I would like to say stupid decks really fun special decks uh, for the old school format so please check that out and that's um, that's all from me uh, thank you very much Grant take it away um, yeah thanks for listening uh... You can find me on Instagram at Old Magic Musings, or I changed my uh, Twitter name to Pit Lord Grant. But a lot of people already kind of follow me, and I don't tweet too much magic stuff, but I try to if I can. Um, and that's about it. Been pretty pretty busy, so I'm kind of been laying low as of late. But uh, I really appreciate everybody um, giving the kind words on on the on the website, and uh, I think a couple people reviewed on on, on uh, iTunes so that's yeah. really great as well so thank you very much yeah it's thank very you very nice talking to you guys uh, same yeah, to you nice, uh, please join us again sometime yeah 
Thank you guys and thank you listeners. We're signing off and here you see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>